Welcome back to part two, Continued with Josh. We talk about a diverse workforce, his biggest obstacles and his biggest victories. And he gives some advice to up and coming builders. Enjoy. They just bring something different to the table. It's good to have diverse culture and, and personalities as well. It's like anything though, like your hardship kind of shapes who you become. And that's what I think a lot of the workforce don't fucking realise, is that you're building someone's house and are spending a lot of money on it. You know, I just, I came back, I just want to learn more and more and more. Back on the educational videos and social media work, it must consume a massive amount of extra time and effort. Um, And also aiming for a much higher standard of build than what is expected must take a lot of effort. Do you ever sometimes wish you choose a simpler route? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely plenty of kind of tantrums where I'm like, why am I doing so much? I just want to wake up and go to work. But I guess you kind of realize that that's life. Most of the time, it's actually not that enjoyable. Yeah. You're frustrated or you're wanting to do more, and you've got to learn to enjoy that just as much as when it's good so yeah it is hard the videos i, w- I want to be doing more yeah um, i'm a bit behind on some now i hope but, you keep them up because they're so good yeah you've got to you know sometimes you know at the end of the day you're building a house for a client and that's priority as well so just getting better we're trying to do it's like anything like when it becomes becomes routine then it's easy mm-hmm. yeah so the difficult part is making the routines yeah making the habits yeah yeah um but yeah i, I definitely miss my free time at the moment we should get out more hunting and yeah. riding my mountain bike and missing that miss out a lot of time with friends as well so yeah it does get hard and you're making big sacrifices yeah to achieve your goals yeah i don't know what the ultimate goals are really i just i think i just um it's just in my nature and I know that when I'm not doing it, I'd be kind of wanting to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does make me happy, even if at the time it feels like I would like to be doing something else, but... Yeah. Yeah. Gives me a sense of purpose. Yeah. I mean, it must be massively rewarding, like, say, just to use Moonlight again as an example, to complete a project, how well it's done, just to see it there. And actually, you're getting to live in it as well. Mm. I mean... That's, I suppose, the, the rewards for the sacrifices you make. Yeah. And and then I think the reward for me is that I get to learn more. Like, I, I remember when I was a cyclist and I was quite good, but so I just don't know anything <laughs> about, you know. I remember when I started building, I didn't even know how to use a strop. You know, I remember going to, like, pacemakers just, like, shitting bricks because I don't want to look an idiot not knowing how to use it. You know, I just, <laughs> I came back, I was like, I just want to learn more and more and more. And, and as I more it's really rewarding to understand more about anything yeah um, not just building yeah investing in yourself yeah so so yeah you you kind of what you you think of this utopia of free time all the time you know but i'm not sure how realistic that is i think for me um when you realize how valuable time is and how little free time you have you start to spend it more wisely you know like, for example, if I got a weekend away with Marina, which wouldn't happen very often, I'd want to make it a good weekend and enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. 
So you, yeah, prioritize that time and try and spend it as well as you can. Big present in it as well, eh? Yeah, forget about work. <laughs> yeah, if I've like if I've got a day off from, you might go to Riverton or something. You're at the beach and you're like, I just need to enjoy this. It's not overly yeah. exciting, but I'm not doing anything else. So, yeah. which it, it can be really hard to because it's such a quick transition. Yeah, and I find in like building and or a business and kind of the work you were doing as well you're like constantly living in this future and planning for it <laughs> yeah. and, and what's coming and how you're going to do that and how's yeah. that job going to go and yeah. you're like always just scheduling your life three, four weeks ahead. gets difficult, eh? You just... Yeah. And that thing you're always planning for, say if you're planning something for two weeks, you never get to enjoy that moment because when that two weeks comes around, you're thinking about the next two weeks. Yeah. 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 It's so really important to live in the moment sometimes. Trying to get into a... A way of switching off and and enjoying kind of the little things. I guess putting putting yourself out there. Yeah, I find it. I definitely find it a struggle. I think most people have that struggle. Most people start their own businesses because it's just so consuming. Yeah. But I came to a realization that no matter what I throw at it, it will consume. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. no end, you know. Yeah. I'll just stay given till it burns you out so you have to pull back sometimes yeah burnout's pretty important to avoid mm. I've had a few of those for sure trusting that what you're doing is enough and it's just happening exactly as it's meant to and it'll be alright like I came away from holiday and I came back and I was just like with this perspective of we're on site we had lots to do and I was like oh, I'm just going to get everyone doing the same thing I'm just going to tick it off. Yeah. And then I'm going to say, that's how what we need to do. And, and that's kind of how I would probably do it. You do it. You know, you you guys are builders. Walk off. Then that's done. I don't need to worry about that. Yeah. Like, And it went really smoothly. But you can get so into trying to um, make sure you're doing it all. Micromanaging. But, yeah. But you're so consumed and because you haven't been stepping away, you haven't been giving yourself any perspective and you just get so soaked into it. And then you go, oh, that was so simple. Why wasn't I doing that four weeks ago? <laughs> it's because you had that break away from work. Yeah. Yeah, perspective, yeah. I read something once, like a business advice or something from some book. They say you need to make yourself the least important person in your business. <laughs> yeah. So you can trust your employee. Well, actually, it's not even just about, because you're not supposed to make an employee the most important person either, because... They could go leave in the morning or to get sick or whatever. Yeah. But just, it's more important to get systems in place that work. Yeah. So you can step out. And then if you need a break from it, everything doesn't crumble if you're not on your game. Yeah. Things can stay moving. That's pretty pretty crucial. That's probably how the big corporations yeah. succeed on such a high level. You know, like companies like Apple have changed everything in the world. and Yeah. And it's not like there was one guy making a call on everything every day and calling all the shots, you know? Yeah, 100%. It's always a learning curve. Yes, we spoke about the stresses and difficulties. How important is it to celebrate the little victories? Just to give you an example, I saw in one of your videos, you guys were aiming for a certain level when you were doing your your energy rating, um, your air tightness test. Oh, the blower door. Yeah, yeah, yeah the blower yeah. door. And you got, uh, I think you got a really good result, like 0.2 or something, and it was... Some of the boys were saying, yeah, if we get point two, we're on the beers. Yeah. So, yeah, how important is it to celebrate the little victories? 
yeah, really important. Don't probably don't do it enough, but um, like you say, perspective and giving you time. Like sometimes if I just stay behind at work and sweep up and just have a look and you kind of like look at what you're achieving just to yourself. Um, some energy. Yeah, be and like be grateful for kind of the staff you have and the things you're achieving and everything. And, and it's easy to like say it, but just sit there and just think about it and, and then you feel, yeah, it definitely helps um, the enthusiasm. When we did that blower door, we'd, we, you know, we were doing all this detailing and I was doing a lot of stuff in my own time and yeah. doing a lot of hours and you really don't know if it's going to make a difference. <laughs> but you're like, I'd rather, I'd rather do it. So it does, it's awesome. Yeah, and we, we got like 0.21. And the record's 0.16. And that was like traditionally framed. We did the intello, there was steel coming in from outside and everything. So, yeah, we were, we were stoked. Um, awesome. We still got other beers. Brightly yeah. <laughs> yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as much as uh, we might like to, we can't do it all on our own. Um, it takes so many different people getting involved to build a home. How do you get people to buy into your vision? I guess the, the, the video stuff we do, being genuine and just wanting to wanting the best. I want the best for my staff and I'm not going to give it to them for nothing, but I want them to be involved where they can learn from what we're doing well and also what we're not doing well. And yeah, I, don't, I can't give an exact answer. It's hard to yeah. like know how you do, but... I think you said it, to be genuine. Yeah, just, yeah. And people have a radar for that, tell yeah. yeah, I think that's you know when someone's genuine with me, yeah, you, you just buy into you buy into the friendship. Yeah, um, you buy into doing business with someone. Yeah, I thought of that when I saw that video and like all your boys were stoked on that result. You know, it's like celebrating. Yeah, and it just shows you're all on the same wavelength, trying to achieve the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's really good to see. So we we live here in Queenstown and multicultural area, as we all know lots of different people from different countries um what's been your experience with migrant workers and is there a preference for kiwi builders over foreigners mm, how much experience have i got uh it's mixed half and half i've had some work with some useless people from the uk and i've worked with some like you know england scotland ireland and worked with some really good people ireland's not part of the uk sorry it's, yeah, yeah on, on record <laughs> from the from europe I guess as an employer, it is easier to work with Kiwis, but it's the same across anything. You've got people that are different, non-motivated people, motivated people. Yeah, it's a very general question, to be fair. Yeah. You, know, you can't judge a whole nation on one or two people that you've had an experience yeah. with. Um, yeah, I was just interested in your perspective, really. You can kind of usually tell a lot from just meeting someone and talking to them and yeah, seeing what they're about. I've always tried not to be desperate about getting staff. Um, I've never made crazy promises or, or paid like above the market rate because then it sets a standard. And some of the chippies out, they're like vultures. They'll just come in, find that deal and then... Searching out for more money somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, and then the, and then they won't, you know, they've done that and left someone else and then searching for the next deal. And then how can you kind of um, be reliable in your business to provide, yeah. you know, a product and, and show up for the client that you're building for yeah. when... You've got guys that will just jump ship. And that's what I think a lot of the workforce don't fucking realise is that you're building someone's house and are spending a lot of money on it. Like it's not you're not like just working for your boss and he's 
having a cheery old time and so you're actually building someone's house and they are very like very very invested in it and i think a lot of guys just don't actually think about that that perspective like i always say like okay so there might be some disputes of time sheets and i was like if you were paying someone and they were rounding up five minutes over a year or or timesheet wasn't it how would you feel and they're like oh oh but you know i don't have that money it's like well that doesn't that's irrelevant you can't have that perspective it's yeah (laughs) you need to kind of put yourself in someone else's shoes yeah if you if you can get genuine people that that always helps and that that's probably probably it and the other thing is it is a multicultural town and a lot of people are here for different reasons so it might not work out or it's frustrating but try not to like um totally i've had plenty of years where i was useless so um it kind of shapes yeah it's good to know what people's motivations are yeah you know if someone's there a lot of people are in queenstown just live the holiday life the yeah. party lifestyle yeah you just got to know what you're getting i suppose being, yeah being up front as well you might have someone that's a good worker but they don't want to work all the time yeah i wouldn't want them to if they were a good yeah. worker so suppose if you meet a genuine person and you've got a mutual respect there that's most important and anything's possible after that different people might have different agendas but you can make things work if there's a good relationship there yeah exactly um another mass generalization question (laughs) (laughs) i see you have a female builder employed i think megan cool megan um we're seeing so many female tradies integrate into the industry and this is obviously a positive thing. Like I think it's great. In your experience, what can a female bring, a female tradie bring, that a male maybe might not? Like empathy, the way they share their emotions, very appreciative mm. of you, and which, um, yeah, Megan is on occasion, you know, said, you know, I really appreciate you as, as my boss and, um it's extremely beneficial for me and all the boys to to be empathetic as well their different strengths and weaknesses um yeah so i I just found it's been really beneficial and they just bring something different to the table it's good to have diverse culture and and personalities as well yeah that's good. Yeah, I'd love to have you, Megan. She might sometimes might not graft as hard, like physically, yeah. but then will show show up in other ways that you know dudes don't. Yeah. So you know, if you're having a shit day, she'd be like, "Are you all good?" You know, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Which you, which you um which you need it's for the general vibe and team spirit. It's good to have someone that empathetic. Yeah. In the group. Yeah. yeah. Another time. I think bought like donuts for everyone, just turned up and had them all. And then just, you know, just thinks about everyone on that, on that level. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. And it adds, adds a lot. Yeah, for adds sure. Adds a lot to the team. Yeah. Just that from a curiosity point of view, is there some areas skill wise where females might excel and males might excel in different areas? I know males probably might have more physical strength in a lot of situations. Megan's extremely good at air tightness, taping windows, right, and Detailed. all that stuff. Yeah. That's really important to us getting a good blower door yeah. test. Yeah, and and kind of pointing those things out. And so yeah, definitely they have a, a different eye for for different detail. 
Yeah. And she's extremely uh, passionate about reducing waste, as am I, but um, Megan's good at, at organising our waste on site, ringing up the waste for pickup, uh, you know, trying to manage manage that side of things. Yeah. So It's something you like to do more of, but because you're multitasking and juggling so many things, you might not have the time. But if you have someone else in the team willing to contribute energy to it. Yeah, well, you've got, you know, the foreman, you know, they can't do everything. You've got a good like, lead carpenter, and then if you've got someone like that that's attributing in other areas, then you kind of get getting more of a whole package. That's been good. Um, it is a physical job, though. It is, yeah. Yeah, so I personally wouldn't have, like, six girls on one site. For things like standing frames. Yeah, or just trusses. the whole, just to have physical, it is non-stop. Yeah. I think, yeah, I'm afraid I might say the wrong things, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Men are, uh, just from an evolution point of view, like, look back through history... Men have always had the more physical jobs in the past. Men have always been the ones who go to war. From an evolution standpoint, men have been more likely to put their body on the line. Yeah. And that's just how we've evolved, I think. Yeah. And I know we're in the middle of massive change at the moment, but yeah. Yeah, I think it's the discussion's going very that way, but I think it'll just find a middle ground. We definitely need to to improve on the way it's been, but... 100%, um, yeah. I still... You know, everyone has their biological advantages. Yeah, I mean, every you. single person brings something. Tall people to the are really good at basketball. Of course, you yeah. know, small people are good at cycling. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every single person brings something different to the table. Yeah, yeah. And finding what what they bring and harnessing it is is better than trying to beat them into being good at something that they guess that, not. That's very much the old to. school model. Yeah, I wanted to get like a um, chick from the industry on the podcast because I'm very curious. Uh, because it's very male-dominated industry. Uh, mm. It's changing a lot now, which is good. But there's massive barriers that girls have to break down, I think. I've been on sites with toxic old-school way, mm. and I hated that. And then the girls on that site as well, like having to try and break through that as well. Like yeah. That's the other point of the argument. It's like, and it's toxic for young men as well that are getting shit put. Yeah, trying to to get through that is it's pretty um it's pretty hard. That's something else they have to take on. And it's like anything though, like your, your hardship kind of shapes who you become. Yeah, for sure. If you kind yeah. of face up to it and and find find a way to navigate, it'll pay off. Yeah, hundred percent. Close to wrapping it up now, Josh. A few more questions. Can you give me, if you can, one big victory in your journey, and one major setback, and how you've overcome it? Big victory, yeah, probably um, our moonlight build and achieving that post-COVID, we took a massive risk. We, you know, sincerely make a lot of money that year because we put a, invested so much into that uh, time and everything in the business um, and took the risk and it um, paid off. So we learned so much and the team grew and everything. So, and then... Um, yeah, the job, getting the, the job that we're doing now. Yeah. That was, that was probably like just getting to that point to be, we want you to build our house. Yeah. That's probably like the big victory. You um, had to do it first to prove to other people you can, you can do it. Yeah. That was what we kind of wanted to do, wanted to show. and Build it and they will come. Yeah. yeah. 
I didn't wasn't interested in taking three years to kind of leave it a chance. Yeah. Um, yeah, hardship was well, we, when we first started the business. We got a good job, good deal, early days, just didn't work out. A whole lot of shitstorm mm. stuff that really sucked and was hard. Mm. And just kind of going back and starting at the bottom and just working our way back up from there. Um, it's harder to start anyway. Yeah, but it led, yeah. led me to so many things. I worked for a developer, Will Taylor, and contracted to him, and I, I learned so much from that guy just about working hard. You know, it, it's all on you to make it happen and to kind of be all over everything and organised. And, yeah, it kind of turned out to be a bit of a mentor for me personally. Um, Brilliant. Yeah, and he did things when he was young and just and just did it, you know, so... If that first kind of job didn't turn to shit, then those things might not have happened. So yeah, yeah, you learn so much about it. So, so what happened on that first job? It was it was a charge up contract, and it was for some friends. Um, Drew is a quantity surveyor. Probably just communication. You know, early in business, confidence. I guess. Mm. Um, you know, as you get further in business, you know, you know more, you're conf- more confident in the business side of things. Um, Are you saying you didn't have confidence in what you were doing or you didn't portray confidence to the client? Yeah, possibly that in terms of, in, in the, in the realm of the pricing. It was open book. There was, there was a full quantity surveyed price and there were a few, um, PC sums, you know, like that'll yeah. cost, you know, that's an estimate for how much that's going to cost. Um, and and the number was scary and just navigating that was quite reactive conversation rather than just talking through it in a, in a more like understanding way to be able to get the solution. So yeah. the way that got and then, then it kind of turns into a bigger problem than it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it all kind of fell apart. So at that stage, you could have just gave up. Yeah, yeah, being like, fuck, fuck, build, fuck this, working for yourself. <laughs> yeah. You know? It a, what was what's the saying? It's a baptism of fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it just, you know, probably bit off a little more than we could chew at the time. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't work out, but it was, you know, for the best. Yeah. So you, you learn from it and, well, you're still here, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, um, if we were to sit down in five years' time and record another podcast, where would Compound be and what would you be doing? In uh, the dream world. Dream world. world. My dream is to always is to get to a point where we can develop these houses that are self-sufficient or energy-efficient, which is a good investment for an investor and then serves the community. Um, that is like, that's my goal. I want to be knocking down ship boxes in Queenstown. Yeah. It's a bit harder with not much solar gain, but building, you know, density, like kind of living, like getting more people into to, but like healthy homes yeah. and good investments for investors, you know, the overheads are low and the return can be good as well. So balancing both sides um, yeah. would, be, would be really, really cool. I think that's the way things are going. That seems to be where it's trending. And if you look at, the cost of oil seems to continue to rise and rise. Yeah. So 
the overheads of running a house are getting more and more expensive. It just makes sense. That's what it always comes down to is how it financially works. Yeah. Just making more and more financial sense to go that way. Yeah. And it's probably going to, the cost of energy is going to become more and more. Mm. Like on Moonlight, we're, we're making money. Yeah. I'll look at it. On here, uh, Tesla Energy Lifetime. 1.92 megawatt hours since, like, I think, May last year. And we've produced 2.23 megawatt hours. So is the grid paying you for surplus energy? Yeah. So we're, we're actually making, I think in the last year, we're, like, up $400. But that's us only buying at $0.08 cents a kilowatt hour. Uh, selling, sorry. And then the grid's like, oh, great. Now we can, because the grid just gets overloaded and that's why they incentivize people to use yeah. power in the middle of the night or um, nine till midnight or whatever yeah so you know we, when we're not needing that energy we can pass it out to you know, i don't know how it works with it just goes straight to the neighbor or yeah or what so but because the house is energy efficient we're not requiring you know that that energy yeah so i'd love yeah dream five years would be to be on that kind of journey where we can be building it at scale, mm. um, and you'd like to see change across the whole board. Yeah, and and that like that that change in the code, that change in in the general building, especially down in Queenstown, it's a beautiful place to be. I think you're going to continue to strive for more energy efficient houses and more and more and innovate. Mm. Just get that feeling from you. Yeah, just. Because there's new technology out like, all the time. Yeah, it's like it's available, and we've been doing the same thing for so long. <laughs> bored of it, really. Like, yeah. I want to see you know technology help in a really positive way, rather than making us scroll on our phones longer. Yeah, that's uh, the and negative that, side, but yeah, let's use it for us. Yeah, be yeah. healthier and be, and be able to be more comfortable and and enjoy like living. Yeah, for sure. It'll be it'll be cool and and, and and reduce that impact and have you got any figures the initial cost of I'm not asking you how much it costs, but the initial cost of say the solar system, do you think you'll make that back in terms of energy savings? Is there any figures on that? Like how many um, years do you make them to the yeah. yeah, so I've got a, my other counter perspective on this is so if I Talk about investment and then a return on it. We're getting like 8% return on it a year. So if I put 30 grand in an account mm. and then someone said, you're going to get 8% return on that each year, like that's a pretty good return. Yeah. It's hard to find anything else like that out there. Yeah. Um, but it takes quite a while to get that back. Mm. But the other perspective I have is that if I'm saving that money, like if you've got the capital investment, but if you've got the capital investment to make your house 10 square metres bigger, you know, and you're going to the bank and you're lending the money, then why don't reduce that, put it into something that then reduces, mm. say, it's not just the solar, it's the energy efficiency as well. Yeah. Reduces your overheads. Then you live in a more like positive kind of cash flow environment where you're yeah. like, oh, I can actually... You know, I can take care of my uh, interest rate payments 
and you know that's all on the spreadsheet and I know it even though they keep going up which is why it's also quite comfortable is because they keep going up but our energy is always quite even then it gives you the time and enthusiasm or the to think of other ways to invest like you're already taking care of that so then mm. what else can I do you know I'm and I'm learning about solar and energy because of that investment so yeah. it serves kind of beyond the financial perspective the other thing unfortunately i need a ute for work but if you're going to have a vehicle so like say professional couples who you know have a house doing okay and they probably don't need a ute like um electric car you could have an electric car and then that uh, and a battery and solar and then that's all linked together and you're just completely reducing your energy consumption compared to if you were likely going to have to make that investment anyway, yeah. like you know, even a Nissan Leaf second hand is a great car that will serve you and reduce all of that. Whereas people kind of forget that people will go out, oh, I want a golf, and then like, yeah. oh, your golf's worth half it was three, four years ago. Don't depreciate. I think we're almost there with the cars. Maybe, mm. not, maybe not quite where we need to be. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Like, and I won't go out and say that solar and electric and battery energy is like the be and all and everything and it's going to solve. Yeah. It's definitely a balancing act. Both can kind of complement each other to create a really good energy model. Yeah. Energy and financial, you know. Mm. You're saving money on fuel costs of a car as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a funny argument I find quite often. I was like, yeah, but people will be like, oh, God, I've got to get that 25 grand deck has to be that big and then we need to do that or I need that new car or I need that holiday yeah you know but it's just an investment that is slowly like ticks away it's definitely like suited to the nerd (laughs) (laughs) you know who likes seeing how that 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 comes back but we only have one life you've got to make it as good as you can yeah if you can see ways of improving your lifestyle why not invest in it yeah, the the knowledge is probably the one of the biggest investments I've found from it. It's just yeah. being able to learn from it and keep learning from it that inspires me to learn about the next thing mm. as well, whilst also kind of seeing the savings, seeing the returns. Awesome. What advice would you give to a young builder? Well, actually, let's put it this way. What advice would you give to yourself five years ago? Um, be patient. Um, and just stay true to your your vision of of what you want. Be passionate and and don't let your your ego dictate where you want to be. Kind of let your passion shape the way you move forward, I guess. I find ego to be usually not that helpful (laughs) in a lot of things. Sometimes helpful. Yeah, sometimes. But usually it it, it comes in when it really needs to, to, I guess. um, Yeah. Yeah, but being patient and kind of where you are, and trusting that because you're striving to something you're really passionate about and you're and you're on that path, that it's happening exactly how it's meant to. Yeah. Yeah. Just have faith in the process. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. And then I, I think my advice would be uh, be try and be more regimented with your free time in terms of like, you know, that's my free time. Not like I'm going to do this, this, and this, but like just really allocating that time. Yeah. Um, a bit better. Awesome. 
Um, that's great. Listen, I'm really impressed with what you've done so far. The journey you're going on, it's awesome to watch, and I'm excited to see where it goes in the future. So keep it up. Doing a good yeah. job. Thanks, thanks, so. thanks for coming on. Yeah, all good. Thank you. Cheers, Matt. Uh, thanks again, Josh, for coming on, and thanks to you guys for listening. Uh, if you want to learn more about what Josh gets up to, check out his YouTube, his Instagram, and his website. All links are in the podcast notes. Cheers. Slow down today. Go down to the water.